0: And now, the Rabbi Daniel Lappen Show. The more the world changes, the more we find comfort in the things that never change. Never change. This is Rabbi Daniel Lapin On Demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, all you happy warriors, where I, your rabbi, reveal how the world really works. And I'm sure that you've heard the old joke about marital harmony, right? Where the man says, look, I get to settle all the big matters, and she is happy to decide the small things. Um, China invading Taiwan, that's, that's a big thing. I've got to settle that. What if a meteorite hits the planet? Or will global warming damage the planet? Yeah, of course, that's for me to handle. Should we send a trillion dollars to the kleptocrats in Ukraine? Well, I'll think about that. Uh, what should we do about rising sea levels? Well, I'll take that under consideration. But uh, she, my wife, she's content to decide the small things, like uh, how our children should get educated. Uh, should we buy a new car or fix the one we've got? Uh, who we're inviting for Thanksgiving dinner? how we invest our savings. It's a very happy marriage. She does the little things and I do the big things. And um, it's its a good joke because it reflects a certain reality, which is that it is the small things that really matter. Um, it is the meaning of a biblical verse that always inspires me whenever I look at it again. It's the first book of Kings, chapter 19. And uh, it starts with verse 9, where Elijah, the prophet, goes to a cave, and the word of God came to him, and what are you doing there, Elijah? And the prophet said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, for your children of Israel have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars, and they've killed your prophets. Only I am left, and they even seek my life. And God said, go out and stand upon the mountain. And uh, just then, a great and strong wind tore through the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before, and God was not in the wind. And then Elijah saw a huge earthquake start shaking up the area. But guess what? God was not in the earthquake either. And after the earthquake came a huge forest fire that roared through the landscape but guess what the Lord was not in the fire either and after the fire came a still small quiet voice and when Elijah heard that voice he covered himself and he stood at the entrance of the cave and he realized that that was where God was and uh, I'm also inspired by the same idea at the very end of the five books of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30, and there in verse 12, um, God says, look, uh, the whole thing is this set of directions explaining how the world really works, and And it's not far off. Don't mislead yourself into ignoring it because you think it's too far away. No, it's not in the heavens. Uh, it, it isn't. It's not beyond the seas at the end of the earth. Not Not at all it, you know where it is? It's very near to you. It's in your own heart. That's where it is. Chapter Deuteronomy 30 verse 14. Really important because that is one of the ways we all get distracted from doing what it is that we should be doing. You know, it's all too easy. So remember then that, uh, the, the temptation is two ways. You can either follow the little G of government, or you're going to follow the big G of God. But it seems that very few of us, if any of us at all, are completely immune to the deep human desire to have something in our lives bigger than we are that can solve the big problems of the world. And uh, the this is something we need, like we need oxygen and we need water, apparently, accepting that with oxygen and water, we know that if we don't get them right away, you know, death follows in seconds uh, or, or minutes or maybe a few hours in the case of water. But um, in the case of knowing that we need a force out there, this is work. Right. And it's much easier to embrace the G, the little G of government than the big G of God. And not surprisingly, uh, when we do embrace the big G, excuse me, the little G of government. Well, what we discover is a focus on the big things, and it's a meaningless focus. It distracts you from the things you really can do to improve your life. And so what, what do you get involved in if it's the, the uh, little g of government? Well, you're drawn to the study of the universe. In the 80s, there was an astrophysicist called Carl Sagan who did a public uh, broadcasting system show called The Cosmos. And he had a young a neophyte, an 18-year-old student who he, he groomed in, you know, in an academic way called Neil deGrasse Tyson who now has taken over as the sort of popular everybody's astrophysicist, and the thing about uh, talking about the universe is you can pretty much say whatever you like, you know, the moon is made, of, well, you can't say the moon is made of cheese, but, uh, you know, Pluto is made of cheese, Pluto is a planet, Pluto isn't a planet, um, there are strange little green men living on one of the moons of Saturn, uh, you know, and you'll be in the news right away, and people at NASA, the American um, space Administration people, they know that every time they're up for refunding by Congress, renewing or, or giving them extra money, they know that they always have to come out saying, Oh, we think there's four, you know, signs of life, there's rocks with water. And it always turns out to be a complete hoax. There's nothing there. But um, the nice thing is that in this area of uh, the the universe, you can pretty much say whatever you like. It's a big, big field that yields absolutely nothing. COVID, turn it into a global thing. Shut down national and world economies. Make this huge. That's the tendency of the people who follow the little G of government. Uh, Why not just let every family deal with it in their own way? That would have been a good way. Uh, There might have been some people that would have had to have been quarantined. But uh, it never came close to overwhelming hospital facilities, you know, in America. The governor of New York caused deaths by the thousands. But uh, even now, they lie about the COVID death stats. It had to be a big, huge thing. And the secret always, as very often, is follow the money. Because the biggest flow of cash in the whole world Is the tax revenue of the United States of America and there are many many people who want to hold their cup under that faucet I'll tell you that and um, uh, you know it's drug companies uh, being paid uh, a lot of money it's uh, uh, it's the NIH it's the uh, CDC these are American agencies that receive huge sums of money that are almost irresistible but that's in response to huge problems Something that can be resolved and dealt with on a local level. (laughs) Oh, no, we're not going to let anything happen like that. Climate change. Yeah. Uh, You know, let's fund billion dollar solutions like Solyndra, the battery company that President Obama funded, even as it was going bankrupt, which it did soon after funding for wind and solar, all of this stuff, you know, you know that reality is going to intrude, right? you know that's going to happen and uh, it just doesn't need to be huge things it doesn't need billion dollar solutions like cylindra and wind turbines and solar because in the final analysis reality catches up and on july the 6th 2022 Uh, All of a sudden, would you believe it? Shocking. Who would have thought European Union lawmakers voted to allow nuclear energy to be labeled as green? And that, of course, takes away the barrier to investments from uh, environmental sectors. and, And so it goes. You can always count on reality to destroy utopian dreams and fantasies. And that's why I always talk about how important it is to learn how the world really works. The way the world really works is the small localized solutions. Build a nuclear power generator, you know, in in every city, in every neighborhood. We really don't need international consensus on green energy. We don't need billion-dollar plans to rebuild the American economy. It's not going to happen. And uh, sooner or later, reality will intrude, which it now has, and uh, you can expect to see some changes. But uh, it's, you know, the fact remains that people who are attached to the little g of government cannot help seeking out huge problems to solve and huge solutions to solve those problems. And the reality is that it is in the small, localized places. That the solutions really do exist, so um, this this basic principle is is one that uh, we stress constantly, and the application of it, which i 'm going to show you in a moment uh, in the uh, areas of finance, family, and fitness uh, but the the principles. Are rooted, as I showed you, in uh, you know a few obscure places in the Bible, where the the message that comes through loud and clear. No, it's not in this huge international far off. That's not where the solution is. It's localized, and I lay a lot of this out. The look, this is the core of it all. Um, you know, everybody needs the G, right? Your only choice is whether you're going to choose the big G of God or the little G of government. Now, the little G of government is much easier. I'll tell you that. And that's one of the reasons that in the Western world, the political forces of secular progressivism are doing so very well, because for most people um, with, you know, with no Good spiritual upbringing and no religious education of any kind at all, it's really much easier to just bow and prostrate yourself before the little g of government. Yes, whatever government says. And that's why people who lean in that direction uh, are still, even at this point in the middle of 2022, are not taking their masks off. They still are frightened because such huge threats were generated by the little g of government that people are still scared of it but people who are able to discipline themselves to develop a relationship with the big g of god they're a lot less frightened and for them life is a lot more satisfying and for them the way to to find a lot of the solutions is li- is literally in god's message to mankind it's in scripture And to start you off on that and to let you begin to understand how to tackle this and how to convert it from merely a book of forgotten legends and anachronistic stories and events of long forgotten people, but to convert it from that into an instruction manual like the manual that comes in the glove box of an expensive car, something that's really useful, something that can help you understand how the world really works. And I've prepared our amazing online video course called Scrolling Through Scripture. And so all you have to do is to go to rabbidaniellappin.com, go to the website, rabbidaniellappin.com, and uh, you'll see Uh, Online courses will be one of the tabs. Just go there and look for scrolling through scripture and uh, be ready for your life to change. It really does. Uh, Somebody asked me recently about uh, uh, he's having trouble understanding God, and I, I was candid with him. I said, look, you've got less chance of understanding God than you have of understanding why it is that direct physical observation seems to cause a random collapse of a particle's wave function. Huh? What are you talking about? Well, it's part of quantum mechanics and modern physics. You kind of have to understand that stuff. Yeah, no chance. You, that, but that is easier than understanding God. Yeah, don't. don't no reason to give yourself this insurmountable job of understanding God you don't need to you need to get to know him you need a relationship with him hey you know what you need you know I, I say to a, a single man of my acquaintance you absolutely have to hurry up and build a relationship with a woman he says look I'm sorry I don't understand women I said that's not the point you know I don't think I do either it doesn't matter it's not needed for building a relationship and this is a really important point, I think, for everybody to understand, right? Um, you don't understand God? Yeah, I bet you don't understand gravity either, but you kind of have a relationship with it. It's what stops you stepping out of the window of a 20th floor apartment, right? Because you kind of know that gravity, do I understand what then happens? No, I know what then happens. It doesn't mean I understand why it happens. That is in the uh, complexities of gravity. But, uh, I don't have to understand God. <laughs> how, can, how can I? But I do have to know him, and I do have to try and establish and maintain a good relationship with him so I have the feeling that he is smiling at me. Okay, place to start, scrolling through Scripture. That's where you go. And it's for that reason that we went to considerable trouble to prepare what I think is, well, even if I say it, look, it's a very, very, very good introduction to knowing God through the, his most important work, namely Scripture. And uh, we will walk you through the first 34 verses of Scripture in which you will find the overwhelming majority of all the really important principles that uh, will take you further on your journey to knowing God. Look, I've explained this. If you've downloaded my free ebook called The Holistic You— then you already know that as important as faith and family and friendships and physical health are, and as deeply committed as you are to family and finance and to friendships and fitness, what you also have to know is that your connection with the spiritual power that is, is just as important, and you won't ever fully succeed in those other areas if you don't also develop the one having to do with getting to know God. That's all. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm also not saying it's impossible. You don't wait for it to happen any more than you wait for a broken bone to fix itself. You do have to take it to a doctor and get it set in the same way. Look, I'm I'm sorry to say this, but uh, there is something wrong with you if you haven't got to know God, right? It's not fatal, and it's not your fault usually, Uh, You know, I I think that um, I I had a head start on this, and yet it it wasn't until my late teens and early 20s that it began to dawn on me that it was not going to just jump out of a closet and hit me between the eyes. Oh, hello, God, there you are. I've been wondering about you. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, You have to do something about it in the same way if you want to learn how to make an omelet or a poached egg. It doesn't just happen. You actually have to go out and seek it. Uh, you want to learn how to play a certain sport or game whatever it is you want to learn how to code Uh, you want to learn how to read russian all of these things you have to actually go out and make them happen you want to get to know god sure but put some work into it. it it's not that some people are born with it and others are not i've often had people tell me oh i wish i could have faith like you no you don't if you did you'd put some effort into getting to know god Right? So it has nothing to do with understanding him. It has nothing to do with do I believe him? Do I do I understand him? Uh, do I have faith? These are latter questions. The initial question is just get to know him. And, you know, somebody might decide they, they want to get to know the Beatles. Well, it's probably extremely unlikely you will. But here's one way you could really um, get to know them, and that's really get to know their entire catalog of songs. Uh, you want to know an artist, a painter? Go and take a look at his work. And similarly, come on, time already. You want to get to know God? <laughs> well, just take a look at his work. And um, one of his one of his works, obviously, is The World Around Us. The other one is the book, the scripture. But you've got to understand how to read it. You've got to be able to take a look at it in the original Hebrew. What's that? You don't know any Hebrew? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Of course you don't. I assumed you don't. That's why I created Scrolling Through Scripture, especially for you. So um, join me on this exciting adventure. It is life-changing if you've never gone down this road before. And you will find it at rabbidaniellappin.com got it at my website www.youneedarabbi.com same thing that's where uh, it'll get you so um, the um, the idea that it's important to sweat the small stuff forget the big stuff don't sweat the big stuff don't sweat the uh, superlative stuff don't, spe- don't uh, sweat the spectacular stuff No, it's not relevant. Sweat the small stuff. And I really want to help you understand this. Look, um, I may be off on some of the details here, but I want you to get the point. If we're talking about finance, is your business struggling? Do you have your own little business, maybe big business? And you say to yourself, what can I do? You know, it's because of the worldwide supply chain disruption. Um, Or maybe, you know, maybe you're on a salary. Is your salary and your revenue, your income, not where you want it? Uh, Well, maybe that's because of inflation. Um, Have you not had a raise for a long time? Well, that's because of government taxation and investment policy. Look, those things may or may not have had an impact. In, In today's show, I can't go into it. But it's much more likely that your financial stress is because you are not maintaining and regularly reviewing financial reports. I don't care if you're a single individual person, you should still get into the habit of looking at yourself as if you're a company and you look at your financial reports. And I've spoken about this before. I mean, you know you should be looking at an income statement. You should be looking at a profit and loss statement uh, you should be looking at your net profit ro- margin report. Even if you're on a salary, there is such a thing as your net profit margin. Your balance sheet should be looked at regularly. How about your cash flow statement? You know, if you're not looking at a cash flow statement, don't blame worldwide supply chain disruption. You're not keeping your eye on business. Um, take a look at a 13-week cash forecast report. I don't say a quarterly because this is a rolling 13 week uh, cash forecast look at your weekly sales even if you know if you're a salary then your sales are your time and your energy and your efforts and your experience so take a look you know at, at what your sales are bringing in uh look at your accounts payable you know on a regular basis look at an aging report look at your accounts receivable are you expecting money from something you've sold are you expecting money from an inheritance all of that should be on paper so that you can look at it on a regular basis in other words try and get away from the habit of saying yeah you know I have you know I have a problem uh, in the financial area uh, and then you immediately give yourself a vacation by saying oh it's because of inflation or it's because of government policy or it's because of supply chains or it's because of the bitcoin or the stock market drop no take a look at the things you have done and blame them and look at the things you are doing and blame them and not just to have a blame fest but in order to find what you can start doing differently you not the government not the united nations not the country not the world you know maybe you need to hire help in areas you're not good at uh look maybe maybe you're not working hard enough or smart enough maybe you are working hard but you're working stupid Um, maybe you're not listening to your customers or your employer you know are you hearing what they want Uh, I don't know maybe you've got theft going on maybe you're keeping such a poor track of your business that somebody's stealing from you listen your solution is small and local rather than global and huge that's what I'm trying to convey here and what at the very least I want to ask you to contemplate very seriously, because we give ourselves an out by when we say, oh, it's because of this huge thing or that huge thing. No, 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 no. Don't think like people who are committed to the little G of government, who always look for huge problems and huge solutions. No, no. Try and follow the pattern of those who follow the big G of God, where it's not in the hurricane and in the earthquake and in the firestorm. No, 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 no. It's not in the invasion for, of Russia in Ukraine. No, it's none of those things. It's something local, and you are in a position to solve it. Uh, family wise, okay, you know, um, let's say you're a single man looking for a partner with whom to build a family and a life your problem is not something I hear all the time. All women are feminists, and I don't want to connect up with a feminist. No, that's not your problem. People, well, 50% of marriages end in divorce, you know, so why would I? Okay, no, that's not the problem. Um, it, you know what? There's just no women out there wanting a traditional marriage. And look, I know there's a problem in there, that, but that's not your problem. I'll tell you that. Um, it's not plummeting fertility figures in most of the developed world. No, the solution is local, and it's not about the planet, it's not about the world, it's not about the country, it's not about your state, it's about you. It's things you have done in the past that put you where you are today, and it's things you are doing today and every day and with whom you do it. Those are the things that are again, I'm talking in this case uh, as an example to a single man who theoretically wants to get married, and he says, I'm looking for a wife. No, you're not. No, you're not. The, the solution is not far away. You've got to be looking right there, what you, what you have to do differently. Um, turn it around. You're a single woman seeking a partner with whom to build a family and a life. Uh, well, you know, there's no men out there with any ambition. Okay, that's a different discussion, but that's not your problem. Um, You know what? It's that all men out there are scared of commitment. Every man is scared of commitment. Look, I know, I know commitment is a problem and we can discuss it and there are reasons for it, but that's not your problem. I'm telling you, (laughs) you can count on it. Uh, It's local. It's you and what you've been doing up till now and what you do do. If you really wanted to find a husband, then you can do it. Don't blame it on global reasons. Uh, Let's say you're married. Are you working on your marriage? I I mean, we know there's no question. There are terrible, serious, terribly serious stresses and pressures on a marriage today. Uh, The dominant culture out there of secular progressivism hates traditional marriage. I know that. So you're the enemy. And so the challenge of building a vibrant, productive, successful marriage is a huge challenge. But the solution is local. Um, Have you and your spouse both banned digital devices of every kind from your bedroom? If you haven't, why haven't you? This is really step 1A. It's so basic. Have you banned all business conversation from the bedroom? Right? There are things that you can do. Yes, I know the, the American tax code has become hostile to married couples filing joint returns. I get that. But there are still things, the important things you can do. And so, yes, the possibility of exciting marriage renewal lies in your marriage locally, in your home and in your bedroom. That's where it is. Um, how about your fitness same thing right are there plastic particles in your water that impact your health in some way I don't know are there hormones out there that are getting into the food chain and into the water supply that somehow get in your body I've heard things like that I, I really don't know I've not satisfied myself one way or the other Have over-farming and over-fertilizing caused crops to start producing foods that are less nutritious? I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe not. But I don't care, because Mm -hmm. the most exciting and most productive way to improve your own health is local, in your home and in your hands. For a start, eat less and exercise more your rabbi guarantees you that that will do much more for you than eating locally sourced organic foods and avoiding genetically modified foods. No, just forget the huge global problems and the huge global solutions. The biggest changes you can make in your life, in your family, in your finances, in your fitness, the biggest changes... You have nothing to do with microwave transmissions and foreign influences. No, no, it's things you have in your control right here, right now, in your own home, in your own workplace. These are things that you can do. The big G of God leads you to the truth, which is that solutions, the most important solutions are local. Do all the other things I mentioned have no validity? No, I'm sure there is, but I don't know how much it is, how little it is. I do know that the biggest changes you can make to improve your life don't depend on the government. They don't depend on the country. They don't depend on the United Nations. They don't depend on the International uh, Space Station. They have to do with you and your life. And so, uh, you know, if you think about, you know, these cosmologists I was talking about like Carl Sagan or Neil, de- late Carl Sagan, I should say, and very much alive, Neil deGrasse Tyson or um, Stephen Hawking, uh, what do they really do for us? They talk a language that perhaps only they understand as they describe black holes, big bangs, quarks, I mean, words no none of us really understand. The only reason I even know their names is because they and others like them are are sort of mutually self-credentialed by their friends and colleagues at the universities and the scientific organizations they all populate. And what is more, it's almost impossible to think of one single thing they've ever done for me or for mankind. I'm serious. Theories about the start of the universe, Big Bang, not Big Bang. I'm sorry but thanks for nothing (laughs) it makes no difference to my life I've got to be honest incomprehensible explanations of what lies beyond the furthest star frankly who cares I'm just not a fan of the telescope it has cured no diseases it spurred nothing in the way of invention Oh, there's certainly wonder in peering into the telescope and uh, looking one starry night at the rings of Saturn. There's magic in that. I mean, I I understand it. Uh, There's also magic in going to a Broadway play. Um, But does it really change my life in meaningful ways? I don't think so. Um, Even putting a man on the moon was mainly an exercise in national strutting. And to be honest, yielded very little in the way of useful progress. Honestly, Now, to build popularity for incomprehensible levels of money spending by NASA, bureaucrats breathlessly list the inventions that are supposedly a result of space exploration, things like Tang and Teflon and barcodes. These and most other similar claims are quite mistaken and very untrue very little of any practical use has come from the expenditure of trillions of dollars of tax money, right? That beautiful, huge, unimaginably Niagara-like cascade of cash from the American taxpayer. Very little good has come from it. But uh, forget the telescope, but a microscope, I love that. Look at the micro, look into the small, okay? I I don't have time to even tell you a thousandth of 1% of the many benefits that have flowed to us all from the microscope, from peering into the small. Exploring the atom has yielded incalculable returns compared to the big nothing that has come to us from space exploration. Nuclear power with its promise of freeing mankind from drudgery. Wow, that's all possible right? Only because we look down into the tiny atom and not upwards into the monstrously huge universe, right? Look, I value knowledge for its own sake. History, especially that of one's own people and one's own country, is vital. Much understanding of the human condition can best be gained through great literature. I get that. But what we get from probing the universe, from measuring the monstrous and monumental, I, I just don't think that's, that's real knowledge. It's conjecture and speculation, because there's no way to prove it right or wrong. Unlike if a doctor uses a microscope and actually comes up with a real cure, not like the uh, COVID vaccines that are so questionable, but a doctor comes up with a real cure, um, it's very quick to prove right or wrong. But when uh, Stephen Hawking would make a statement about the furthest reach of the universe or how many stars, it didn't matter because nobody was ever going to say, yes, you're right or yes, you or no, you're wrong. Knowledge of microbes and germs and viruses, uh, along with cures for many diseases. I mean, this stuff is important. Microcircuits, circuits, miniature electronic devices that allow doctors to peer right down inside our bodies. Re-engineering DNA, um, creating metallurgical breakthroughs that allow my dentist to insert a titanium implant into my mouth, which my body will not reject. Wow, it's, it's life-changing. Building turbine blades for jet engines, making breakthroughs in batteries possible. Microencapsulation spheres remove pollution. Lasers are used in more applications than I can list. Not to mention that miraculous smartphone that we all love, right? These are the results of probing downwards into the tiny and the microscopic. Mind-boggling benefits in medicine, electronics, artificial intelligence, communication, and more, all coming with a microscope, not the telescope, from looking into the tiny, not into the immense. Can you think of even one way that cosmology, study of the cosmos has added to your life i don't think so i mean i'm i'm happy to hear from you if you think so but i doubt it probing into the hugeness of the universe and its vast incomprehensible distances has produced little of any value even you know as i said a bit earlier infinite god of of infinite power is mostly known to us you know as that still small voice Right? that's that's how you get to know God, you know, don't walk around saying, well, I'm waiting for God to, to do something big, like, uh, um, you know, uh, destroy a, uh, a building or a bridge in some evil big city, no, it doesn't work like that, look to know God in the small and the silent, don't try to find your personal relationship with God through the sun and the moon and the stars, that way led to the idolatry of olden days, even though they are the creations of God. Don't look to the heavens. That's not where to find. Even though we say, raise, I raise up my eyes to the heavens where, uh, and I speak to God, in, in, in poetic form, we use that language. But in reality, it's not through study of the heavens. It's through study of the tiny. Um, let me read to you from a book by the wonderful Whittaker Chambers. Whitaker Chambers used to be a communist during the days when smart, liberal Americans pretended that there were no communists that had infiltrated the American government. Uh, Whitaker Chambers came clean and, um, and, and told the truth about what had happened in a must-read book called Witness. And here's what he says. My daughter was in her high chair. I was watching her eat. She was the most miraculous thing that had ever happened in my life. I liked to watch her even when she smeared porridge on her face or dropped it meditatively on the floor. My eyes came to rest on the delicate convolutions of her ear, those intricate, perfect ears. The thought passed through my mind. No, those ears were not created by any chance coming together of atoms in nature they could have been created only by immense design. The thought was involuntary and unwanted. I crowded it out of my mind, but I never wholly forgot it or the occasion I had to crowded out of my mind. If i had completed it, I should have had to say, design presupposes God. I did not then know that at that moment, the finger of God was first laid upon my forehead. And sure enough, it took, it took a while for Whitaker Chambers to move from being a committed secular communist uh, to becoming somebody who knew God as a believing Christian. It took time, but that was the beginning of it, and then he began to work on it. He didn't have scrolling through scripture, which you do, but he worked at it. Explore and probe and contemplate the small things around you. Because it's from them that flow the wonders of complete comprehension. Um, You know, race and gender professors, um, those self-anointed artists and cosmologists, you know, look, they're human beings and they deserve respect due to any human creature. But I don't much respect what they choose to do for their fellow human beings. Because they just don't do much for me to improve my life just have a look to see who's on the contact list on your smartphone that you love so much. I bet that you, on your contact list, you probably don't have many astrophysicists or modern artists daubing paint and other materials onto canvases. I bet you don't have so many pseudo-academics. If your contact list is like mine, you have your plumber and your dentist and your car mechanic and your accountant and all the people who actually impact your lives. You see, that is how the world really works. So, um, visit the website at rabbi rabbidaniellappin.com. Take a look at the description of scrolling through scripture, and I think you'll agree you need it. And, um, Make sure you also have the download free book, Holistic You, all of that available at rabbidaniellappin.com, and have yourself a wonderful week where you focus not only on your faith and your finances, not only on your fitness and your family, but also your friendships, nurturing them and maintaining them. I'm Rabbi Daniel Lappen God bless.